Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. everyone, my name is Georgia Coy and I am the assistant pastor here at Vineyard 61 and I'm so excited to be here today. I am out of the house, I'm not wearing my leggings, this is like the absolute highlight of my month so far. Um, so you can tick that, tick that off the list of, <laughs> of things that I was wanting to accomplish for May. Um, so I'm really missing seeing all of your faces here this morning. And, um, but I'm so massively thankful for our incredible production team um, who are just making it possible for us to connect um, every, every week. So praise God for technology and for those who know how to use it. Praise Jesus. <laughs> and um, I'd like to officially welcome you all to level three of COVID Jumanji. Um, which is the level where we don't really know what's going to happen, but we're just <laughs> we're just waiting to see what um, you know what the next step is. And um, before I organised this talk t- um, this week, I really felt to wait for the announcement last Sunday. And um, afterwards, I sort of turned to my housemate and I was like, "Right, so we can exercise and we can sit on park benches. Got it." And um, I was like, Lord, why did you want, to, why did you want me to, um, to wait for this announcement? And so following the government guidance, I went for a walk. I sat in a park bench and I said, God, what do you want to talk about today? And he responded to me saying, I want to talk about the massive shaking that's happening in the foundations of people's lives. And immediately I thought of Hebrews 12, um, right at the end of Hebrews 12, where it talks about um, how God spoke to us in, spoke to the Israelites in the Old Covenant and how he speaks to us today. And in verse 26, 27, it says, He spoke from Mount Sinai. His voice shook the earth. But next time, he says, I will not only shake the earth, but the heavens too. By this, he means that he will sift out everything without solid foundations so that only the unshakable things are left. As soon as, I, as soon as I read that and as soon as I remembered that scripture, I just saw how a lot of us have been losing our foundations through this time. I just remembered friends, family, who have been challenged to sit in this ambiguity and this transition and, um, and I just really felt God speak and just say, I'm using this time to realign everybody to the compass of heaven. He's stripping us back to the essentials. And I feel, I feel like there's a real challenge for us to realign our lives towards what is unshakable and towards what is eternal. And um, the next verse goes on to say that since we have a kingdom that nothing can destroy, let us devote ourselves to God, serving him with thankful hearts. And I don't know about you, but I want my life to reflect that. I want my, re- my life to reflect the unshakable things. 
And um, during this lockdown, I've had a lot more time and space to think, which has been like a good thing and a not so good thing, depending on whether it's been an up day or a down day. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, time, space and uncertainty is a powerful combination. And I really feel like it brings things to the surface in our lives that we, we don't really want to face. And for me, um, these moments tend to happen when I'm washing my dishes, <laughs> when I'm just there, you know, just minding my own business and I'll just hear this. Georgia, what are you doing with your life? Why are you putting things off that you've been called to do? Georgia, what do you need to let go of? This kind of thinking during transition, um, where we find ourselves asking these foundational questions, is called liminal space. Now, the word liminal comes from the Latin word limen, meaning threshold, any point or place of entering or beginning. A liminal space is the time between what was and the next. It is a season of waiting, transition, and not knowing. Liminal space is where 100% of all of our transformation takes place if we wait and let it form us. Now, waiting in uncertainty is 100% not one of my strengths. I, as soon as I get to a point where I'm waiting and I don't know what the future holds, I try and make everything that is uncertain in my mind, in my life, completely certain. Um, and so that way I can at least hold on to the illusion of being in control. And, um, but faith and braveness and boldness looks like sitting in those moments and having the courage to leave some of those questions unanswered. Richard Rohr describes liminal space as a sacred space where the old world is able to fall apart and a bigger world is revealed. He then goes on to say, if we don't encounter liminal space in our lives, we start idealizing normalcy. Now, you might be furloughed and um, wondering if you're going to have a job in the coming weeks or months. You might be working from home and washing your dishes like me and asking the questions of what am I doing with my life. Um, you might be on the edge of total breakdown and, and not sure what you're doing at all, feeling completely out of control. And I want to encourage everyone, no matter where you're at, in this process to wait, hold on to the silence and just let God be God. In Psalm 27, guys, I'd love to read the whole thing, but it just goes on. But read it at home, it's great. But the end of Psalm 27, it says, don't be impatient. Wait for the Lord and he will come and save you. Be brave, stout-hearted and courageous. Yes, wait and he will come and help you. So my question today is what does it look like 
to let God sift out everything in our lives that doesn't have firm foundations. The first time I ever really allowed myself to ask this question um, was the year before I left Australia. And for those of you who haven't heard this part of my story, um, I used to be a real estate agent in Melbourne and um, I was a real, you know, hardcore career girl trying to make it out there in a tough world, um, trying being the optimal word. And um, <laughs> in that last year, I decided to go all in for Jesus. I just absolutely dedicated my work to him. I wanted to follow him and not just my own selfish agenda, which should be my style beforehand. Um, I wanted to, to really know God in a way that, that I'd never known him before. And I would just be driving between my appointments and just in travail, just crying out, God, I want to know you. I want to live a life of miracles. I want to see signs and wonders and miracles. I want to see blind eyes open in your name. And um, anyway, God really responded to me in that time and he called me into a fast. Um, now, for those of you who know me, I'm 100% not the fasting type. This is pretty much, this is actually the only fast that I've ever done. Um, and I fasted for 52 days. Um, and I fasted while reading this scripture several times a day from Luke 2.52, which says, And Jesus increased in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and man. And this, this particular part of Jesus' life was when he was growing up and when he was, you know, becoming an adult. And his, his whole growing up sort of phase is just um, summarized in, in this scripture. And I really felt like God was, was wanting to bring me into that, was wanting to bring me into, um, in, into a, a spiritual maturity and increasing my wisdom and stature and favor with him and with man. And I've got to tell you guys, when I, was, uh, when I was coming out of this fast, I was like, watch out. I'm going to be absolutely transformed. Like this is, this is going to be the most incredible time of my life. And, um, and I was like, you know, I'm going to be showing people around houses and they're going to be getting healed and saved and delivered. This is going to be amazing. And um, guys, my life was transformed after that fast, just in a very different way. <laughs> um, so after I came out of that fast, literally everything in my life turned to ash. Every deal I put my hand to completely fell through. Um, and I would just get into my car at the end of every single day and, um, and I would look into my revision mirror and God would say to me, you are highly favoured in my sight. As soon as I came out of, that, out of that fast, I had friendships, like close, dear, deep friendships just blow up. Um, and I would get into my car at the end of these really terrible conversations <laughs> and heartbreaking friendships ending. And God would say to me, you are highly favoured in my sight. I ended up losing my job because I didn't meet my sale targets and I would get into my car at the end of having to give back my keys to the office and God would say to me, you are highly favoured in my sight. 
I, um, I thought, well, this is just God's way of just, you know, getting me out of my comfort zone. I've always wanted to start my own business. So I, I went out and I put all of my money into this business and it failed in spectacular fashion. And, um, and every time I get into the car, I look into that revision mirror and God would say to me, you are highly favored in my sight. Until so one day, so about nine, there's been about nine months of this, of this struggle. And um, one day I caught a break. And I met this amazing businessman um, through an interview that I was interviewing for another position. And he just said, I really want to invest in you. And, um, and he had a great business idea, um, which was much aligned to my own. Um, and my response to this was like, up from the ashes. I'm making a comeback. This is, this is amazing. He showed me this beautiful office. He was like, this is going to be your office and you're going to get a car space. Oh, the things that used to be important. Um, and, and I was like, this is, this is my time to just shine God's, God's glory. And, um, and this, is, this is amazing. And so one afternoon, I received an email from him saying, I don't even really know why, but I really feel like I need to pull out of this offer. And I will never forget receiving that email. And I just, I ran and I'm not a runner. I, I ran from my house <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> I don't know if you like this, but I'm always like, if I'm in travail, I'm like, I need to be near the water. And so I just, I ran to the beach and I just, I was ugly crying and just threw myself down to the waves. There are a lot of people around, but I didn't care. This was just my, my moment with God. And I was just screaming out to the ocean, God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you, Jesus? Like, I want to follow you. I've put everything aside just to follow you. And, and you're nowhere to be found. Everything I put my hand to is turning to ash. Where are you, God? And what did he say? He said, you are highly favoured in my sight. In that moment, I thought about Luke 2.52 and I had often wondered why the favour of God was distinguished as different to the favour of man. It says that Jesus increased with wis in wisdom and stature and favour with God and man. And I realised in that moment that while the favour of man often looks like open doors and green lights, the favour of God often looks like closed doors and red lights because we can only see what's happening in the natural. We can only see with our own human perspective, but he has a much greater perspective for our lives that he's, that he's inviting us into. And that means saying no to some, to some small earthly doors in order to get us through that heavenly door. And um, three months after that night on the beach, I had moved to America and was studying at a Bible college there. Now, I want to tell you, and I, I need to make this really clear, that night on the beach, I felt 100% called to business. 
I had no desire in my heart to ever study and I had no aspiration to live in a different country. I had never even been to New Zealand. Like, that's the kind of Australian that I was. I was not a traveller at all. And I, um, but God knew the life that would fit me. And I've got to tell you, as soon as I got to America, this life fit me like a glove. And what I had been searching for in business, what I had been searching for in my own accord and with my own plans, he met me. He met me in that place. And I felt so fulfilled and like, yes, God, this is what I was born for. But I would never have found this plan if I hadn't embraced the liminal space, if I hadn't embraced that season of not knowing and just stepping out and trusting, if I didn't allow God to sift out the foundations of my life, then I would never have found the life that, full, that fully fitted me and the life that I was called to. Now, there are a lot of us um, who are going through big changes right now, who are going through masses of uncertainty. And I just want to speak to you right now and just say, have courage, hold on. God has a plan for your life that is so much bigger than what you could ever think or imagine. I want to encourage you to let go of your old normal, to not try and put all of your energy into fighting to get back there, but having an openness in your heart to be movable, to find a new normal. Letting go of comfort is one of the hardest things that God asks us to do in order to follow him. And I just, I just pray right now that you will have the courage to do this because as soon as you let go of that comfort, you will find something inside of you that you never knew was there. So the question I want to ask today is, do you trust God enough to let go of your own world, let go of your old world and step into the plans that he has for your life? Now, when we're asking questions like this, we have to have bucket loads of grace for each other. Um, we have to have bucket loads of grace for ourselves and a lot of compassion um, because we have to, we're going into uncharted territory and we have to really face all of that rejection, the disappointment, things not working out. And you have to be kind to yourself in that process. Because freedom doesn't come through punishment, it comes through love, it comes through compassion. And that is going to be the doorway into you finding this transformation and into you finding this freedom. Now, I, um, I have a friend who was finding it hard to sleep last week and I just, I wrote this text message to her. <laughs> and um, as I was preparing this preach, I thought, Wow, everything in that message 
was a real doorway into how to access compassion for yourself during this time. Um, so I'm just going to read that overview just as we come into close. And just wherever you are right now, if you just want to close your eyes and just take a deep breath. Forget everything that needs to be done and every expectation on you. Forget any feelings of deficit in your body and just focus your eyes on Jesus. Let the fire of your circumstance bring all of your impurities to the top and don't try and hide them. Let light shine on them. Let them be seen and help will find its way to you easily. It might be time to change your clothes. Resist the comfort of what's got you this far because you might need something different for this next leg. Push through the murky heaviness of isolation and find refuge in the peace of solitude. You might not feel strong, but that doesn't matter. Because godliness and integrity are the bodyguards of your heart, your soul, and your mind. You are fought for. And you are surrounded with songs of victory that can never be erased because they have me written outside of time. So sleep. And if you can't sleep, then rest. And if you can't rest, then be still. Allow yourself to be small and human in the presence of God and for his promises to rescue you. Now, I just want to say that allowing ourselves to be small and surrendering control doesn't mean that you're allowing yourself to be insignificant. And to anyone who has felt insignificant during this time, I want to say that God sees you. If titles have been taken away from you, your value has not changed. If the feeling of overwhelmed has, has robbed you of your peace, may the knowledge of peace wake up inside of you right now. If you have felt like you've needed to be strong for those around you, just sit down. Breathe out the burdens and breathe in rest. Yeah, Jesus, I just pray for everybody who is at the crossroads right now. I pray for everybody who's at the crossroads. Would your peace find them? Would your wisdom guide them? Would your love comfort them? Thank you that you are the God who walks with us, that you are the God who never leaves us alone. 
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.